coffee and your Bible. Yeah. Year of our Lord 2023. Yeah. This is Daybreak Live with the Nations. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to sing Grace Like Rain. The sun 
grace. Grace, 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 and more grace. Oh. Hallelujah. All right, guys, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. May the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, our King, touch you and bless you. You know, many people are celebrating what's called Valentine's Day, started by a man that was not supposed to marry anyone because they wanted these boys to go off to war, but he would secretly marry people anyway. And it became known as a day when everybody celebrates love. We went out with our future son-in-law last night. And... Uh, his future wife, our daughter, and his parents. And we went to a hibachi grill where they cook in front of you. You know, one of those Japanese grills where they make a big flame of fire. And pretty fun. Man, it was good food, I tell you that. It's out there in Gallatin. That food was good. I ate too much, which is normal, but I ate too much. All right. I've not got any updates yesterday or today on the revival at Asbury. So if you guys know something that you could punch in here, I'd like to know. If it keeps going, uh, Lisa and I, we, we're planning on getting away next week, by the way. We're going to, uh, I'm planning on finishing Titus this week. And Lisa and I, we have not really, uh, we haven't really celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary yet. And it was New Year's Eve because just uh, so much ministry going on in our life. But we're going to get away two or three days and try just to, uh, have some days with us, and uh, but we were thinking if it's still going on next week, we're probably going to go up to Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, and get an Airbnb and try to go to that revival uh, if it's still going on next Monday. But so if you guys know something about it or know anything that's going on, please uh, punch it in here. I'm glad to see you here, Annie and Diane, and uh, let's see, there's Laura and Elvis, good to see you guys, good to see you Elvis, your name on here, Kathy, Joseph, God bless you guys, and I know there's more, but I just see the ones that it's showing me at the moment, so we're in the book of Titus, we've been going through the book of Titus, if you missed any of those, you can find them on CWOW, Church Without Walls YouTube page, or uh, Facebook page, but we are in chapter two now, and we're taking up, we ended with verse eight yesterday, where he's telling Titus to be sound in speech that can't be condemned, so that, uh, so that the one who is an opponent, opponent may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you, and that's where we ended yesterday. No evil thing to say of you. We are to live our lives in a way that evil can't be spoken of us, and we talked about that yesterday. Today, let's go to verse 9. So we're in Titus chapter 2, verse 9. Apostle Paul is speaking, writing, exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Okay, so let's take up a line at a time. Exhort bond servants. This would be slaves. We would think of these uh, uh, 
exhort, teach the slaves, the bond servants. Now, there is a slight difference in the bond servants or slavery in the days uh, that this is being written. Not that there were, were, were not terrible slavery because slavery is always terrible. But let's just take one thing at a time. Slavery was, in this day, it was, it was common and it's still more common than you might think it is in the world. And it should never be. But it's not quite as hideous and ungodly and sadistic as what took place in the Americas. It was more of a... Uh, bond servant. Bond servant. was more of a uh, indentured servanthood, what it was. In, in other words... They were slaves. I don't want to take it away from that. They were slaves. They were bond servants, but they were also paid for their goods. I mean, it was like having a job that's just a little more uh, uh, strong. You know, you're more dedicated or committed because it was your master. You couldn't quit, right? Uh, but you did get paid, and there, you know. And I do not believe in any way, and listen to me carefully, I do not believe that the Bible supports in any way slavery you will find laws in holy scripture dealing with slavery but in my opinion this is because god has to deal with fallen man this, for instance let me give you another for instance uh god never meant for there to be divorce but the law there were laws written written in by moses and Jesus said, Moses gave you the bill of divorcement because of your hard hearts, because of our fallen shape. But from the beginning, it was not so. God never meant for there to be a divorce, but he also never meant for there to be slavery. The two commandments that hold all commandments are what? We call it the Shema. It is, hear, O Israel. Hear, O people of God, the Lord our God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. The second, the Lord Yeshua says, is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That is the second greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself, which does away with slavery. Okay? So I agree with Spurgeon, and when Spurgeon talks about this portion of Scripture, he says Paul in no way is justifying slavery. But there's a reality that throughout the empire, and there was an understanding that the Christian realities would in time do away with it, and it does, and it did where it goes, because, because once it gets in a community— in other words, I read report. I have I have read reports to where the Christian churches were so strange in that day because it could be that a bond servant, let's say the bond servant got saved and then the master got saved, it could very well be in the Christian community in the church that the bond servant ends up being an elder in the Christian church over his master. And I've read of reports that, that those kind of things would happen. So it would be very strange. But in the community, what the Apostle Paul teaches, that when we're born again, when we're saved, when we're children of God, 
it changes us. And whatever position we're in, like we have said, the older men, the older women teach the younger men, the younger women, and in the same way, it's like just be blameless. What? Sorry, did you say the older men teach the younger men? I said teaching the older men and the younger men and the older women and the younger women, we just come through all of that to be blameless in the society so that the word of God won't be blasphemed. We talked about that yesterday, that the word of God will not be blasphemed. And so that that it, it extends out. So if you're born again and you're a bondservant, he says, be a good one. Be a good one. And there's even, uh, there's more that talked about. But I just want you to know here that he's saying be obedient to their own masters. He's not saying you've got to be obedient to everybody, but be obedient to your masters in this time that you're in because you are giving a good report. What does it mean to be a good or be obedient to my master? And this plays in in anyway. If, if you're working a job in a factory, you know who should be the best workers in a factory? The Christians. You know who should be the, no, okay, listen. The less, the least complaining, arguing, complaining, fussing all the time about what has to be done. You know who that should happen the least with in factories? The Christians. The Christians should be in every factory, in every workplace. It should be the born-again children of God that are the best workers that all of the bosses can trust. Let's go on. Let me show you what I mean. To be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back. Not answering back. Okay? Not pilfering. New King James Version here, pilfering. What in the world? We don't use that word anymore, do we? It means extortion. It means... And, and this shows you that bond slaves did a lot more than just chores, right? So what it means is when the bond slave was selling something for the master, it became common, it was commonly known that the servant would pilfer. He would, uh, to try to give an example, he sells a camel for the master and he sells it for 10 shekels and he comes back and says, here, master, I sold it for nine shekels and he pockets one. That's pilfering, okay? It's stealing. It's another word for stealing, but it's more like embezzling. Yeah, go. It made me think of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 2, or well, not in Acts 2, but in Acts. Yeah, exactly. Good. Pilfer I never thought of it that way, but pilfering the Holy Spirit. Pilfering they against the Holy Spirit. for a certain price and then said, oh, here, this is what we bought it for. And I was like, Amen. why did you do that? For you that may not know this story, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost is so strong on the church, and by the way, when the Holy Ghost comes strong on the church, on the God's children, you can get by with a lot less. Let me just say that. But there are two people, Ananias and Sapphira, his wife. Everyone was selling. They were selling what they had, and they brought it to the apostles and laid it at their feet for distribution. That's what they did. They were just so full of the Holy Ghost that they went out and they just sold their lands. They sold their houses. They sold stuff. And they're like, hey. And they just gave it away. They gave it to the apostles said, here, you distribute it to everybody. Well, Ananias and Sapphira did that, what Megan's alluding to. And I, most of you know what I'm 
talking about, but there may be someone watches this that doesn't. Won't you find where that is so they can read it as well? And I think it's a perfect example because they sell it and then they come to the church, to the apostles, and they give them the money and say, basically, here's what they did. This is where they messed up. They said, this is what we got for the house. Okay. And then Simon Peter's like, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? Now he says, basically, and I'm just going to bring this. Nobody told you you had to sell it. That's That was on your own. You weren't made to do this, okay? And once you sold it, once the money was yours, okay? But why did you lie to the Holy Ghost? In other words, if they had sold it for this amount and said, okay, we got this amount, we're going to keep this portion and we want to give this portion to the church. But no, what they did is they they let it be believed that they, this is what they got for it. And they pilfered from the Holy Spirit. They held back. And both Ananias and Sapphira's wife both died. They both died. That's powerful, right? That's powerful. And so, yeah, that's... And so he's saying, look, be a good employee. Uh, praise the Lord, we don't have the ungodly practice of slavery anymore. So be a good employee, right? But whatever you're in, we should be the people that are the best or the least complaining. All right, verse 10, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity. Be faithful. Why? That they may adorn the doctrine of God. Exhort bond service. Now he's telling Titus, teach those that are born again, but they're still slaves to be the best they can be. Be good. Be very good. So that they may, to adorn, y'all know what adorn means. Uh, a woman adorns herself when she goes in and puts on makeup and puts on jewelry. She's adorning herself, right? Putting on her earrings. So he's like, show, teach the bond servants to be this way that they may adorn the doctrine of God. Make it beautiful. Make Jesus beautiful. Make the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ beautiful and something people would want. The doctrine of God, our Savior in all things. And you know, I've read in history, you, you're going to think this is crazy. I believe it was. You guys, if any of y'all know this story, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the Moravians. There was a hundred-year prayer service the Moravians, check this out. But I believe I remember reading a story when I was studying church history of some people that they could not get in. They couldn't get the gospel into this area. They couldn't do it because they just couldn't get in there. And so they sold their, they sold their self into slavery. They became slaves so that they could be bought and taken in as a slave into a country so they could take the gospel in, of Jesus Christ in there. Wow. That is amazing. Is amazing. All right, let's go forward. So now that brings us to verse 11. Grace. We sang grace like rain this morning. It's amazing grace. It's just a modern version of uh, amazing grace. Hallelujah. Grace like rain falls down on me. Hallelujah. 
for the grace of God, verse 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Now, this is an important line. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Everyone. All men means all humans, male, female. All are saved by the same grace. There is nobody that is saved outside of grace. Nobody. All of us must have grace. Just the first two, the greatest two commandments condemn us all. Okay? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We never do that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's be real. We never do that. We, we, if you're born again, your heart is inclined to it. You love people more. But we don't love people like we love ourselves, right? And so that's kind of the key. I mean, and nobody does. It's not 24 hours a day, seven days a week, continually, the rest of their life. We don't love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We want to. We don't love our neighbors ourselves, but we want to, okay? But that's, we all have to have grace. We're saved by grace. Without grace, we can't be saved. There is none righteous. Listen, none, not even one. None. Well, he's a good dude. Not really. She's a really good woman. Not really. I mean, we're good. We're born again, and our hearts are inclined because we're being taught now by grace. Grace helps us. Thank the Lord. Grace helps us. The grace of God that brings salvation. The grace of God that brings salvation. So you can have a grace of God that's taught to the public, taught to the public that isn't the grace of God. It's some kind of hybrid grace or some kind of teaching of grace that the Bible doesn't teach. But the grace of God that actually brings salvation is a teacher, is an instructor. It teaches us. It changes us. Even so much so that I would say, if the grace of God is not changing you, in other words, the grace doesn't just save me, it empowers me. I have to have grace. And I'll go ahead and just read more, and then we will take it more up tomorrow. It's appeared to all men, verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's stop there for today. I'm over on time. I try to keep these Bible studies at 20 minutes. And you say, well, brother, it's been 24, 25 minutes. Well, we sing and we say hi, and then we have 20-minute Bible studies. Thank you for being here. Hallelujah. All right. I appreciate you guys commenting. I see some guys commenting from YouTube today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's say the Lord's Prayer together. We will jump off of here. Let's keep praying for the Asbury Revival, okay? Matter of fact, let's just say a quick little prayer together. Would you join me, Father, in the name of Jesus? Thank you for what you are doing at Asbury. 
Lord, we realize that what you are doing there is not happening because of big-name worship leaders or big-name evangelists or preachers. Lord, students, this is, this is just you just poured out your spirit on students. People are coming from all over the country to say, God, my prayer is we are asking you that that revival fire would catch fire and would spread all over this country, all over this country in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, our King, Lord. Please let it spread. Let the fires of revival spread in Jesus' name and bring us back home to you. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right. Love you guys. In Jesus' name, see you tomorrow. Bye.